1: Hello everyone, welcome into another edition of the Wolverine Live Show here on a Monday night. Anthony Broom here with Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey is still enjoying a vacation and uh, boy, he picked a good time to get away. It's been as crazy a Monday as I can imagine. In terms of Transfer Portal, we've had three from football, one from basketball. Chris and I will go through all of them. We're going to take your questions live at the end of the show. As we did last week, also take some from the message board as well. They've always got some things queued up for us, but... Um, yeah, before we get into it, I want to talk about our friends at vitamin energy really quick on days like this. You need a little extra boost uh, throughout the day. I've got mine right here for those of you watching on the YouTube edition. Uh, vitamin energy is a powerful, naturally caffeinated shot that nourishes your body with vitamins, supports healthy weight loss and boosts energy for seven plus hours with no jitters or sugar crash. Um, The benefits in every shot, it's naturally caffeinated, it's gluten-free, it's vegan and kosher certified, keto-friendly. They have zero sugars and artificial flavors. Um, Use promo code Wolverine Bogo at vitaminenergy.com for buy one, get one free. Like I said, a ton of benefits in there. Uh, They have the immune and uh, moon boost. Why can't I talk? Moon boost. What's a moon booster? (laughs) I don't know what a moon booster is. Moon booster. That's what the astronauts Um, use that's right that's that's the jet fuel so um the burner plus i have right here uh b12 vitamin d workout plus sports plus focus shots and more no jitters no crash supports gut health it's energy with benefits let vitamin energy get you through the day be the best version of yourself again head over to vitaminenergy.com and use promo code wolverinebogo to buy one get one free uh so we won't waste any time here we'll get right into it and the one that because it's been such a busy transfer day, how do you order it? We won't order it most important to least or whatever it is although football's coming first we'll do the basketball one soon. We'll just start with the one that literally dropped minutes before we just hopped on here Chris. Uh, Nikai Hill Green uh, has entered the transfer portal he will have two years of eligibility remaining a guy that you know I think both I think I did something on the magazine on him. I think you did something in the magazine on him he's a guy we t- both of us uh, spoke to after the spring game and someone that I thought was going to be a big factor in this competition at linebacker as they, uh, you know, find out who's going to be that guy that starts next to junior Colson, but he is elected to, uh, move on. The transfer portal window is wide open. Uh, as of now, um, this one's, I won't say nothing surprises me anymore, Chris, but this one, given the momentum that, uh, Felt like he had a good spring. He looked good in the spring game. He sounded like a guy that was committed to the process of continuing to compete and get better. Uh, this one kind of caught me off guard. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was right before we went on. But
0: uh, surprised <laughs> by this one. It looked good-ish, I thought, in the spring game. There was one time when uh, Matt Hibner caught across a... a pass across the middle of tight end and ran away from him and I'm thinking in the past Nakai Hill Green man you know what he's not that's not happening to him and there were some issues I thought Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator went on the in the trenches podcast with John Jansen and he said you know he still has some work to get back as a football player to where he was and when you've got guys like Ernest Hausman playing incredible football which he was uh, in the spring and in the spring game uh, the print transfer from Nebraska you've got Michael Barrett Back for his sixth year, you've got Junior Colson coming back. That's three guys. And I think Nakai Hill Green, honestly, was fourth on that list. So they're losing some backups here. Um, when you look at uh, the other guys they lost, A.J. Henning, uh, you know what? It's like, is he going to catch some, some balls this year? And he hasn't really in his first three years. They were using him as a reverse guy and as a return guy. You can find another return guy. So uh, with Nakai, though, uh, to me, uh, it's unfortunate because, you know, Jim Harbaugh was talking about how athletic he was, A.B., and how he could be one of those guys right there next to Junior Colson as part of an unbelievable tandem. Uh, and then he had a soft tissue injury. We don't know what it is, maybe a hamstring or something like that that never really healed properly, and he never really came all the way back. But I did think he was going to stick it out And talking to him after the spring game. So, you hate to see these guys leave because you know what? There's that's quality depth. No, he wasn't a starter, but it's quality depth. And now, you know what? You're going a little bit deeper into your depth chart to get there. Plus, he's a great kid. Really enjoyed talking to him and wish him all the best wherever he ends up.
1: Yeah, I want to preface all of these transfers really by the fact that, you know, this doesn't, this isn't like it was a couple of years ago where guys are transferring out and the social media uproar would be, oh my gosh, what's going on at Michigan? Is Jim Harbaugh losing control of the program. You have these guys that were contributors or promising that are moving on. Um, to me, this is a testament to their depth uh, yeah. and all these positions that we'll talk about here. But, you know, namely at linebacker, you know, uh, Ernest Hausman wasn't brought in to be put on ice and then, oh, well, I know he was just a freshman last year, but maybe he's a, he pays off two years down the road or whatever. No, he's going to play this year, and he's mm-hmm. one of their better linebackers already. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Barrett, six-year guy, has been – uh, a steady, steady riser over the last few years. Uh, you've got Junior Colson, You've got those younger guys like Jimmy Rolder. Um, so, yeah, it, it's on paper. You, I feel like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where, you know, the pros and the cons of being so deep and so loaded at every position are that, you know, obviously you have options there. If a guy goes down, they survived last year when Nikai Hillgreen went down. Um, you know, the con to it is, You can't hoard everyone and and culture and and championship aspirations aren't enough to do that. So um, I'll say this about all three guys. I mean, they all good guys all played critical roles uh, in in this team's turnaround in the last three years and, and you wish them all well.
0: Yeah, and the, you know what? The portal is uh, this is what these is made for these guys, right? I think at least two that they're probably going to leave with their Michigan degrees. A lot of these kids are finishing up their degrees in three years and working over the summer, which is great. AJ Henning was one of the nicest kids I ever talked to. I went to the camp that JJ McCarthy ran in Chicago last year and uh, just down to earth. And I'm thinking, man, I really hope this kid has a great career, you know? And, uh, and he, you know what? He will have memories that will last forever. That first touchdown against Ohio State in the game that got them over the hump. Um, This kid was fantastic in that game. So he just wasn't the receiver that I think a lot of people thought he could be. When you're that small, you've got to be more explosive twitchier and he just wasn't, but I give him all the credit uh, in the world for sticking it out. There've been rumblings, you know, the last years, few years before that, that maybe he would go Um, and it, but he stuck it out. I think he's going to get his degree and I wish him all the best, man. a great kid with RJ Moten. I don't think RJ Moten played in the TCU game. Correct me if I, I'm wrong, but uh, he was, uh, you know, down a ways on the depth chart. It's funny how you read some of these headlines on social media. Michigan devastated by loss of, you know, starter or something like that. Well, he wasn't a starter anymore. Macari Page had passed him up. and You got some young guys in Zeke Berry and Keon Sab and others that are really pressing him for time. Moten was kind of a tweener. He was kind of more like in the Viper mold of the old Don Brown defenses. And they actually played him at linebacker, A.B. at the Fiesta Bowl um, and practiced him there a little bit. So, but again, uh, another kid who – really helped change the course of the program uh we wish him all the best and hope he kills it wherever he goes unless of course it's michigan state or ohio state or something but <laughs> we don't we don't anticipate that yeah
1: no uh, it sounds like with a lot of these guys either going back home or going to <laughs> familiar spots is, is in play i w- I wonder with a guy like hill green is that another biff Pogi uh type of addition we'll see Interesting. Um, yeah so Who knows? Uh, Yeah. I'll start with Moten. Um, I wrote about this earlier today. You can check it out over on the Wolverine.com when it was just the two guys that transferred out, but um, not a lot of surprise for me with Moten deciding to move on. Uh, I think, as you said, you know, we saw Macari page pass him on the depth chart and those snaps kind of went down throughout the year. So Uh, I think something with this Michigan secondary that we've seen is, you know, the, an emphasis on versatility. Now, RJ Moten can be versatile in that, okay, maybe he's more of a traditional guy that plays in the box and can play a little bit of linebacker. But, you know, I think they want to be able to mix up the coverages a little bit and, and move guys around um, in situations like that. So I think Makari Page uh, clearly was a guy that passed him. Uh, Rod Moore had long passed him, uh, probably closer to two years ago. But uh, I think it's the Zeke Berry. That's the name right there. I mean, we saw him talk about guys that had a good spring game. I mean, he's a guy who, you, even going back to you watch his high school tape, he's a ball hawk <laughs> and someone who can play it. You know, he can play deep safety. He can step up and play the nickel, you know, similarly to how Dax Hill did. Not saying that's a ceiling, but uh, when you look at the role and the archetype. So I think that he's a guy you look at, he's probably the, bigger, the biggest beneficiary of a spot opening up on the depth chart, so to speak. Um, Kian Saab, another one. I think both of those guys are going to be, uh, they'll be fixtures here before too long. Uh, yeah. It's going to take, you know, they're just so deep there right now. Um heading at wide receiver, again another guy where the 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 writing may have been on the wall. Um uh, again, he was just kind of a gadget guy at Michigan. I think it was kind of telling and, and don't get me wrong, had one of the biggest plays of that Ohio State game in 2021. Um you know, it returned punts at an all Big 10 level the last 2 years. Um I'll talk about that in a second, but uh you know, there were times last season where I felt like we came on these shows and we said this offense needs to find ways to be a little more explosive. And the fact that he wasn't really able to be the solution in that, I think that was, was pretty telling. Um, you know, just, he's just kind of an athlete. He's, he's not a, not a crisp route runner. He doesn't have great hands. I know there was a ton of, you know, Debo Samuel S hype last year, but they're not even the same body type. I mean, Debo Samuel is a, uh, a running back playing wide receiver. So, and you add in the fact that Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson, are at the top of the depth chart, Darius Clemens, Tyler Morris, and and now Peyton O'Leary are guys that are competing in that next tier. I mean, again, this this is logical uh, from that perspective. But I think where his um, I want to I want to camp out here for a second. I think where Henning's transfer is the most I don't know quote unquote interesting is uh, it kind of opens things up at the punt return job. That's been mm-hmm. a circus for Michigan at times. You know, re- when Ronnie Bell tore his ACL uh, in 2021. They went a couple of weeks where Caden Colestar was back there, just fair catching the ball because he was the only guy on the roster that could do that for them. It took time for them to find someone. So, I mean, when you look at contenders to fill that, I mean, I could see a scenario where Roman Wilson does both. Um, Iman Dennis is a guy that has, you know, been active in those battles. Um, I think I might throw a little a little uh, log on the Samaj Morgan. Fire. I think he's a guy capable of doing that. Watched him a few times in person and he does everything on the field. And I think he returns punts really well. I wouldn't be surprised to see him be in that battle. Um, all of those freshmen. And then, you know, maybe if Cole Cabana comes back healthy, um, he works into that mix. But things are kind of wide open there. And and special teams in that return game, you know, we talk about a Michigan program that that plays so much ball control and field position. And, you know, how you flip the field is is not only know how successfully your punter is doing, but also you know getting those yards in the return game as well so that's that's a wide open battle and something I think it's it's now one of the bigger storylines heading into fall camp
0: I'd be surprised if it were a true freshman unless it's pretty special I think uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones did it his freshman year uh, Caden Colesor will probably be back from that knee injury right and uh, maybe he'll be back in the mix he didn't do he didn't do it extremely well when he was in there he, he let a couple get over his head a couple of times you know he might have been there the guy that could catch the ball but um, you know he wasn't looking to do anything with it so and then I team when you have this many athletes a b there's got to be somebody out there that can be a weapon Uh, you aren't looking for the safety squeeze here the safe safe play you're looking for somebody who can help you in big games Uh, i can go back and you know we can go back forever desmond howard uh, in the big game the Ohio state games charles woodson ted ginn jr against michigan so what aj henning was was Calvin Bell back in the day, probably before your time, he was your reverse guy. You know what? Once in a while, he might catch a pass. But um, uh, and I am not disparaging this kid at all in saying that. I hope he goes somewhere and and catches a thousand yards and passes Uh, again, unless it's down the road or or Ohio State. But uh, that's not going to happen. So um, wish him all the best. And uh, we'll see, you know, now you move on, there are going to be others in the portal, the AB that, that are coming on. A couple of these guys were not guys that I thought, in fact, one of our insiders was actually at, at a signing where Henning was a couple weeks ago or last week. And he said, I'm surprised to see you here because there were rumors then that he was leaving Goes, Oh, why? You know, i you know, I'm still here. And then a week later, he's not. So I think a lot of these guys want to see make sure that they're graduating first and get their stuff done. And then uh, that was it. So, but uh, good luck to them all. And uh, we'll see who follows uh, who's next.
1: Yeah. And that's an important thing to note as well. A lot of people have asked why, why now, why wouldn't happen? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't it happen closer to the spring game? The transfer portal window for football did reopen in the last, I think it was the last week to 10 days or so. Uh, So that's why there's going to be more movement there. And again, We're not going to speculate on names. I think if you look, if you go by position by position, and you know look at guys in the archetype of of players that have have already left, the guys that we just talked about, I think you can kind of draw conclusions on your own. But uh, I guess the question here uh, for you, Chris, is in terms of that position group where we could see guys leave. I mean, is it? uh, I've got a guy at running back, guy or two at running back. I could see. I wouldn't be surprised to see some movement at tight end at, or at quarterback. Uh, offensive line is the one that sticks out like a sore thumb to me. I think you have at least two or three guys that won't even be in the two deep that I think could start at other Big Ten schools. So yep. in terms of those positions, I mean, what are, what are you kind of honing in on and what we should keep an eye on?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And then potentially another linebacker, uh, potentially another receiver, so uh, potentially a quarterback quarterback. Um, you know, their that depth chart's getting pretty long. Uh, they're at quarterback, so uh, I think you hit them all. And you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it, you know, what would surprise me is you know something like corner, where a guy you got three or four guys vying for for playing time. Um, back to the punt returner, though, we forgot about Mike Ristle too, who was back there. I think he fumbled one against <laughs> against uh, Penn State, if I'm not mistaken, in 2000 was it? Hit off his knee, and um, was that him back there, Seinrystal? yeah I think I think so maybe somebody on somebody out there can uh, can help me out with that one I, I've tried to block that mini season uh, out of my memory kind of like we were talking about the rich rodriguez era the other day you know and thinking he's, he's, at
1: first you said the year 2000 i'm like i know he's been there long, oh, i'm sorry i'm but, sorry but 2020
0: uh... yeah 2020 that's what i meant so <laughs> yeah so uh anyway regardless um yeah there will be some more attrition and you know some people are going to try to frame it as oh my god you know what's going on at michigan which is stupid it's basically you're not losing any starters it's you're losing guys who understand that they aren't going to play as much as they hoped
1: yeah, the guys that I think will leave will be the guys that we more or less kind of expect to leave, and you mm-hmm. would love to see stay. But uh, yeah. your stars are your stars. I don't think uh, the expectations and and what they are building to are too high to lose something, lose someone of of I won't say significance, but mm-hmm. um, one of your heavy hitters. So yep. Um, well, that's that's football transfer portal talk for now. We'll we'll hit basketball here in a second. But before we do that, I want to sneak in another ad read for our friends over at. RogueShop.com. Uh, you guys know about them at this point. If you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or anxiety or stress, um, RogueShop has product for you. They've got CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. They handcraft all of their own, uh, all their own products, all their own materials. They grow it in their own manufacturing facility and all of their stuff is made with the stuff that they grow. Huh, novel concept. Uh, Their website has a 24-7 chat function where customers can ask anything. All of their edibles are custom formulated with cannabis, vitamins, and plant material. Uh, Rogue Shop uh, is America's number one online dispensary and health and wellness shop. Uh, You can visit RogueShop.com today. Use the promo code TheWolverine for 10% off your order over at R-O-G-U-E-S-H-O-P.com rogueshop.com it's a true small business in the heart of big 10 country they are disabled veteran owned black owned woman owned Uh, they only have five employees Uh, everything they do is made with care and and love and uh, with the chat function on their site they're always looking to answer questions they will uh provide whatever education you need to make an educated decision. So uh, visit our friends at rogueshop.com today. That's R O G U E S H O P.com using promo code, the Wolverine and Chris, uh, I'm probably overdue for a refill, but I you know you've had a lot of, uh, lot of uses for what they've sent our way
0: yeah i do from pets to the uh to the pain cream um to the gummies and just uh, one of our listeners jenny in arizona that uh, sent me the a picture of the package she got with uh, the little note written uh, that's a personal touch that uh you know what it's the product that sells but it's that personal touch that keeps you coming back and uh, i just really like these people they're just good people and they've got a great product
1: all right. Again, that's promo code the Wolverine at rogueshop.com I'll spell it one more time to make sure I have it. R O G U E S H O P.com. I feel like that's the first time in weeks I haven't watched that, but check out our friends over at rogue shop. All right. Well, it is transfer portal Monday. After all, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't hit on one on the basketball side of things. A lot of the news lately has been about transfers in uh, the latest buzz is on a transfer out and, can't say it's really all that surprising. Uh, freshman forward Greg Glenn is deciding to move on. Didn't really play a ton. If I, Maybe he got into a game or two this season. Should have researched that before the show, but we had other news that came up. Um, but Greg Glenn is out the door. So he is... Uh, Again, I don't know how he would have fact- – I don't think he would have had much of a factor on next year's roster. Really, the biggest impact comes in the fact that you have another spot open now. Uh, they have two scholarship spots available, and still we're waiting We're waiting on you know, T's to be crossed and I's to be dotted on some of the other guys. But um, I, Chris, I guess if you want to opine on Glenn's departure, you can. But uh, my question is, now that you have two spots open, what's next?
0: Yeah, they're going to continue to look in the portal. Glenn is not a surprise at all. He played in four games. Great kid. I remember sitting down with him on media day in October, I believe it was. And, you know, he talked then about how homesick he was. And I'm like, man, uh, that's a bad sign. You know, he'd been there since June, I think. And, um, you know, I think he's a better fit. Somewhere uh, in Florida, you know, one of the smaller schools, uh, one of the smaller Florida schools. I don't, I just don't think he's got a home at this level. And that's what a lot of the experts when he committed said, you know, how is he going to score in the Big Ten? Who is he going to defend? Um you know what, he was one of those kids that, that really kind of blossomed early and then kind of peaked early. So, But I wish him nothing but the best, a uh, friend of the Howard family, and that's one of the big reasons that I think Jawan wanted him here. And, you know, Phil Martelli told me last year, he said, you know, it's these guys, you know what, They'll, these guys will take a bullet for Juwan, right, in a game. These guys are will go all out, and that's what he liked about them. him. But uh, to me, I just think it's – he just – isn't ready for this level of basketball. Hopefully he'll go somewhere though and thrive because again, really nice kids. So next, you know, they're still waiting on Olivia um, Kamwa from Tennessee. Sounds like he's exploring his professional options as well. Michigan's got to step up its NIL game, not just for him, but for all the guys, including the guys they got commitments from in the portal, the Caleb loves and the, um, and guys like that and Amari Burnett. So we're still waiting to see, I mean, a lot of these guys have work to do before they will be announced by the university of Michigan. So, some of these kids had announced, you know, it's not a guarantee that they're going to be here. And we've seen that in the past. Terrence Shannon was ready to come here until he wasn't last year. And he ended up at Illinois. So keep an eye on that as well. uh, This roster is going to look markedly different than what's on paper, even today, in my opinion, Uh, you know what, we'll see which direction they go. But Matthew Cleveland is a guy who um, is going elsewhere. Did not Michigan did not make his top three. So, um, they've got some work to do, they're gonna have to find some more bodies.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden you look at some of those top options for them. Um, Harrison Ingram off the board, Matthew Cleveland, no longer an option. Um, you know, in terms of these high-end impact guys, there was a little run there where every day four or five, maybe as many as ten guys that you're like, all right, well, definitely wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. And we're entering the portal, they're not doing that now. It seems like we've slowed down there. And it's kind of the game of musical chairs. So for Michigan, you've got these two spots uh, open still. I, I assume one of them will be filled by via transfer. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Juwan maybe maybe try to pull a Yusef Kayak type of recruitment with someone else. Maybe there's someone he's eyeballing. Um, every option has to be turned over right now um, because I think we can both sit here today and safely say um, – I don't think this roster is where it needs to be just yet. Now you fill all those scholarship spots. Um, we'll see what happens. I think there's a path with the guys that they have currently penciled in to being competitive, but um, it's going to be a while before we see what that total picture looks like. I feel like it went into the first or second week of June last year. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know if anything's on the horizon in hundred Dickinson, um, this, week was, this weekend was what? The Kentucky visit, I think?
0: In Kansas. Yeah, Kansas Kentucky on Thursday. Kansas. Yeah, so um, he's going to have – that price tag just going to go up and up. He's supposed to visit Villanova as well. We'd heard seven-figure deal from Georgetown. And, you know, you know, we've heard Kansas is not going to be outbid. And then you got Kentucky in the mix. You know what? It's uh, good for him, man. He's going to get paid. I just don't think it's going to be by Michigan. I would not expect him back unless uh, something stunning happens at this point.
1: At this point, I mean, the – the emotional investment in it is just closing out the plot thread and ripping the yeah. bandaid off. Right. So, right. Yep. um Cool. Well, I think that covers it for basketball. We do have some questions to take. Uh, You guys can get in line for questions right now. If you want to move yourself to the front of the line, uh feel free to use that donate button below. Like our friend Shane Johnson has already with a four ninety nine super chat. Uh, thanks Shane. We love you. Uh Please know key starters for punt returner. That position is not going to keep us from Houston. Someone like Samaj, Iman, Cole, or Morris, or do you see getting one from the portal? Uh, I'll start with this one. I think that they'll they'll just probably go interior or you know in house with this. I think that it probably, if I was a betting man, I'd have to say that Roman Wilson probably just winds up mm-hmm. handling both, and I think he's capable of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know that you bring anyone just because they're a punt returner.
0: No, and I do think Roman will get uh, a crack at it and Mike Sandra still again. But here's the thing, uh, you know, that the, everybody talks about punt returners, you know, and, and I don't remember a whole bunch of guys. I remember Ronnie Bell getting hurt and it was a freak thing is, you know, it could have been running a route. He didn't get hit. It was a non-contact injury when he got when he planted is how he blew out his knee uh, is what he said. And so, um, you know, you can't you can't sit there and hold your breath and just hope that guys don't get hurt. You know, you got to play your best players. And uh, I understand what you're saying, Shane, but I think it needs to be a weapon at times. You know what? In some games, um, where you don't need them, maybe gives other guys an opportunity, but in maybe in the big games, you, you know, you put your burners back there, but you know, we'll see, we'll see who can catch. We can't assume that Ronnie, that Roman Wilson, you know, can, can be that guy because he hasn't played it yet. Um, you know, hopefully he'll be out there catching him from the jugs machine and, and uh, coming on strong, but um yeah, it's fair to say that I do think it's going to be uh, it is going to be an in-house guy, and I don't think it's going to be a true freshman. I just don't think that you can afford to put somebody back there in that position who doesn't have a little bit more experience.
1: Yeah, they have to play, they have to be special. And I don't have again, I don't have any issue with playing your starters in special teams roles. Right? I, mean, I know he wound up getting hurt, but uh, you know, Jamison Williams was the gunner for Alabama a couple right. years ago. Um, yep. You gotta have your best athletes on the field. In the NFL, where it's specialized, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but college football, that it that can be such a momentum swinging phase of the game that uh, play your best guys, whoever that may be. I, I I hope some of these true freshmen push Roman Wilson. I would love to mm-hmm. see it. I mean, the competition's good, but uh, yeah, I, I I tend to think that'll stay in house, Shane. Yeah, so. and I appreciate you, Shaner, as always, brother. Absolutely. Uh, You guys don't have to donate to ask a question either. You can drop them in and we'll star them uh, throughout the, I'll take some from the message board as well. Uh, This one's from Shadyville 03 says, is it just me or does it appear? The offense has lacked the creativity to get the ball to Henning type players, Giles, Jackson, McDoom, Henning as examples. Um, I think that they will get the ball to guys that can consistently make plays for them. I mean, you know, the, the jet sweep thing or the, the, I I think of it as the Eddie McDoom play, but we've seen it from a lot of other guys. It's just, you kind of become a one trick pony. And if that's all you can do, you know, they get other guys on the field. So um, lack the, I don't know that they've lacked the creativity. I think they've lacked the the consistent explosiveness and kind of the guys to do the only, the only way that kind of stuff works is if those guys can do other things and defenses can't hone in on them.
0: And here's the thing. I was just looking up Giles Jackson's stats last year for Washington. We threw the ball over the all over the yard, right? Giles Jackson, 28 receptions, 328 yards and one touchdown, averaged 11.7. It's really on the players. You know what? We can talk about scheming guys open and stuff like that, but it's about making the most of your opportunities. Everybody was complaining about Andrell Anthony. How many balls did Andrell Anthony have in his hand or chances to make plays when he didn't, uh, when he was open? Uh, I can think of three off the top of my head where it's like, okay, uh, you want to come complain about not getting the ball and not playing you better make plays when you have an opportunity so um i don't think eddie mcdoom did anything when he left here if i'm not mistaken um giles jackson's not tearing it up down there Uh, i think those guys are what they are and when you're that size then you better be you know you have damn quick feet you got to be like a desmond howard guy out there right uh with those quick feet and uh, be able to do some more stuff than just run straight line routes. You got to be, you got to be able to get off the line. You got to have quick feet. Uh, these guys were, were solid in that respect and good return men, but I think really that's what they were. Uh, so I don't know if it's lacking the creativity, but uh, at the same time, I will continue to go back to this as well when you are winning what all but one big 10 game in the last two years and you are beating the crap out of people up front. I'm not going to complain too much about not getting the ball to guys like Giles Jackson and AJ Henning and Eddie McDoom enough.
1: Yeah, I, I'm almost, uh, I won't say they lack creativity. I actually think as a compliment to them, they're, fairly patient in the way they call games. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very, it, it can be clinical at times and it's not, it's not pretty, but my God, I mean, it does, but you can control the line of scrimmage. We've talked about this a number of times. You get to do whatever you want offensively. So I mm-hmm. uh, would love to see some more explosive playmakers. I think with a lot of those guys, just in the examples that he give, uh that he gave, um, you know, they're just like guys that, that are fast or have a good athletic profile. And, you know, you gotta find a way to get them on the field, but, um, you know, in the only guy like that I could really think of ever really developing was Chris Evans was kind of a tweener coming out of mm-hmm. high school, and I think he turned out to be a pretty good running back. But um, you know, you got to have guys that are good football players too. And not mm-hmm. saying they weren't, but you know, they just kind of they were who of, they were. Uh, they were who they were. It's yep. as simple as that. So uh, I'm going to take one from the message board here. Uh This is from Sasquatch616 who says, what is most likely to cause the end of society as we know it? He said, artificial intelligence, climate change, or, it all comes full circle, the transfer portal. <laughs>
0: uh, it's going to be artificial intelligence. Stephen Hawking told us so. Somebody on the board said, you're wrong. You're taking it out of context, whatever. That's That stuff scary, man. That's crazy. Um, I think I'm guessing where we're – I'm right on the uh, the edge where, you know what, 25 years and then I'm going to get, you know, smothered in my on my deathbed by, you know, by a robot with a pillow. So or something like that. <laughs> At least I will have run my course. You young guys, I feel bad for you. So uh, the transfer portal sucks. They, they need to bring back the one year sit out rule, in my opinion. Uh, Because of NIL, I've said that a billion times, NIL and Transfer Portal together don't exist. You just create free agency and tampering and poaching and all that other crap. So um, that would be a close second. Uh, And climate change is what it is, man. You know, it's... um, Yeah, we live in Michigan. We live in Michigan. The climate is always changing. Right, and it's changed and it's changed forever. I I don't uh, discount the fact that uh, a lot of what's happening is man man made, you know. But I don't know what you do about it at this point, you know. We are all gonna, you know. So uh, just enjoy. uh, I guess. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right yep. on the
1: line, Mister Bell. I'll I know just say, it. If like if we're about to crash into the sun, I'll be sitting at the end of my driveway with like a right. six pack of beer. And just, exactly. there we are exactly. So, um, I'll say artificial intelligence, though. Uh, I got I keep. I've been getting these robocalls where I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but it's the same. It's literally the exact same number on my caller ID as DT, the power company, mm. and they're calling. They've called once a day, like every day for like the last week or so, saying. You're 30 minutes from having your power shut off. Press one for. I did some research into that, and apparently there are these hackers out there that can use, uh, basically, hack caller ID and make it look like something else. So, um, listen, I'm I'm a millennial, and technology, the advancements we've made. I mean, we're sitting here talking, doing a show, is a testament to the advancements that have been made, but I'm getting to the point now where I'm like,
0: okay, that's a little much for even me. So yeah.
1: maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe that's the transition too.
0: It, but, our John Borton used to have to go in on Sundays, driving from Jackson to send pictures via modem and stories uh, in the office back in the, in the 1990s. And uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, wow, we can send stories via email. Now it's just like you push a button and your story's gone. Uh, it's scary, man. There, there's there's such a thing as too much information too much technology. I think we're going to find that, uh, you know, at some point, probably in in a lot of your lifetimes. Uh, Social media is bad enough. You got a bunch of bozos (laughs) out there, you know, so uh, now you're going to have, uh, you know, AI robots or something trying to ruin your life instead of just bloggers. Wow.
1: Who could have ever so, hey,
0: yeah, this is just a really, uh, really upbeat segment here. I, yeah.
1: I grew up on pop pop culture, and and AI has been ruining movies for years. So there none have, of it's surprising to me. Um, on that note, I mean, maybe something a little more optimistic here. Uh, another question from Sasquatch who asks, I love what is the guy. single best?" <laughs> shout out to Sasquatch. What is oh, the man. single
0: best meal you've ever eaten? Uh, something cooked by my mother. Um, Hands down. So uh, I couldn't tell you what, but, uh, everything she makes is good. So let me think about it. You go, go ahead, Anthony. Oh my gosh. Single best meal I've ever had.
1: Um, there. See, Oh God. Could go a number of ways with this. Um, I'll just, the first one that just popped in my head. Uh, my girlfriend and I were in Nashville, in January. And we went to this bar that had a food truck outside of it. They were making those smash burgers, uh, hmm. off the food truck. And my God, I mean, if that, if you're asking me, if I was on my deathbed right now and I, I ju- I want one of those burgers. It's one of the best cheeseburgers I've ever had off of this <laughs> food truck. So um, shout uh, out El Lobo. to El burger in Nashville.
0: El Lobo is going to shame you. He's a chef on the board. El Lobo is going to say you, you swine. You, uh, <laughs> and he told me when I said I liked eating at a chain restaurant or something like that, that I was, um, you know, just doing them a disservice by not trying what's out there. And, and you know what? I plan on doing that before I die. So somebody's high uh,
1: Honorable mention, maybe not honorable mention, but, uh, hand in hand in terms of sit down meals. Uh, hard to, hard to beat the Zender's uh, family style chicken dinner. There so, you have it. There you go. Um, uh, I think this will be, this could go off the rails at any point, so I think I might just put a pin in this show after this question here. Um, he's not with us tonight, but he is with us in spirit. Clayton Safi asks, "What gets you most excited about life?" So let's 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 go a little existential here, Chris. What what makes you the most excited about
0: life? Did Clayton really send that in? Yeah, it's on the board. Probably as he's teeing off on the fifth hole at Scottsdale Country Club or something. He's in Arizona right now. And uh, what gets me most excited about life uh, is the happiness of my my kids and their families Um, to see them happy makes me happy. You can only be as happy as your youngest or your, your unhappiest child is what they say. Um, And I've found that to be true. So um, you know what covering Michigan athletics uh, is is up there, man. I got to tell you, the places that I've gone because I've been able to follow this team and um, uh, the blessing that it's been over the years covering Final Four is covering John Beeline's team for twelve years, uh, when you cover in something that you believe in so heavily, the way pe- somebody does something, you know, and the way somebody runs a program, then uh, you get more joy out of it. And uh, to me, there are some memories there that I will never forget. So, I'm uh, talking to guys like about, like Zach Novak about that. that you know, uh, is pretty remarkable. So. Uh, and then just enjoying the little things, man, uh, going up north and, and, you know what, jet skiing on Torch Lake. Go up to a Torch Lake sometimes if you haven't and just freaking – uh, ask yourself what makes this water so blue. You know, it, it's unbelievable. It's like being at the Caribbean and uh, when you're up north, northern Michigan, cliff jumping up in the UP, things like that, that um, you have to take advantage of, man, before the robots come and kill us all. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to some kind of lake up
1: north when the AI, the AI starts taking over. Mm-hmm. Just be me. Uh, the people I love in my life and like my vinyl records or something.
0: There you go. Well, thanks, AB. um, Thanks. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Yeah. I said the people I love in my life. I know. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Um, What gets me excited about life? I think just the um, waking up and feeling hopeful makes me excited about life. Like knowing that there's always something, better to, to strive for something, um, some kind of creative endeavor, like the ability to wake up every day and create or, or build something, whether it be at work, whether it be with my relationships, whether it be with hobbies. Uh, I think that's to feel hopeful, I think makes me excited about life. This has been a pretty down, second half of the show but optimism the, the ability to feel optimistic is what makes me excited about life so
0: until the robots kill us all
1: yep continue Well, you know yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll take I'll take them all on right now I'm fired up been, there you go I, you know my vitamin energy uh, is yeah. gonna be fired up for the day so
0: go go Google um, uh, go go Google, Google bill Burr watching the uh, 60 minutes show about AI and robots that is one of the funniest <laughs> five minute segments I've ever seen he's <laughs> like fantastic We'll get out of here with a sports question
1: Mm -hmm. Um, from Shadyville. Oh, three. I know plot twist. I want to do one more. Uh, Would you be okay with losing to Ohio state every year? If Michigan always wins the rematch in the college football playoff. Now that's a trick question because if they're winning the rematch in the college football playoff, they're not losing to Ohio state every year. They're going one and one. So be that as it may, uh, I think, you know, I would
0: rather just beat them twice, but, um, your thoughts Chris would I take 50/50 against Ohio State and winning the one that matters the most hell yes in a heartbeat uh, there's no question about it Ohio State's, you know what it, Michigan's gotten the better of them and probably will beat them again this year I really believe that but uh, that's a and that's a by any means necessary program they're, they're gonna do whatever they can to beat you and if you can go 50/50 against them and win the one that matters every year sign me up baby yeah I, and I don't I don't want to uh... I don't want to start a fight with
1: the traditionalists or anything like that, but in the way that the college football playoff is going to be set up moving forward and the way the college football season is going to be set up moving forward. um, That, that game on the last Saturday in November, as long as it stays played there, it's always going to matter. I'll never Mm -hmm. argue that it doesn't matter, but um, you know, the idea that you could play them again is uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of luster that's taken off of it, but Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you know what does well in repairing the luster is just winning the game Mm -hmm. whenever it's played, whether it's in October or November or January 6th or whatever it winds up being. So, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, if you're always winning the one that matters the most, whatever capacity, you know, in whatever implications that game has, then yeah, I would, I would prefer to win the one that matters the most. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I think that's a good place for us to end uh, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in here on a Monday night. Uh, it was a transfer. Po- what did we learn today? Everyone, it was a transfer portal day. We learned a little bit about the psyches of two Wolverine staff members. Um, we went a little deeper on some psychology stuff, uh, but at the end of the day, um, productive show, productive day, busy day for us. I assume it's going to be kind of a busy week uh, with the portal open still in both sports. So uh, be sure to like, and subscribe to the Wolverine for the latest uh, you know, our twenty nine ninety nine deal runs through August 31st. So we've been telling you every day, every week, the longer you wait to hop on that deal for some of the insider info, the deal gets a little less, um, you know, get a little less bang for your buck with each passing day. So hop on that as soon as you can uh, guys, thank you so much for the wonderful questions, the comments during the live show. Uh, leave us a kind review if you would be so kind to do so on the podcast platforms after the fact Uh, for chris ballas i'm anthony broom uh shout out to producer megan behind the scenes shout out to everyone uh that makes this show happen on a monday night uh we'll talk to you guys again soon